You are listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, located in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. It's very good to be here with you all. Makes me very happy. Uh, My parents have these five stories that they like to tell over and over again whenever it's possible. But one of them is the story about my brother and I going up for the children's sermons at church. Um, We would sit up there on the little steps going up to the altar, and the pastor would pepper us with questions about Jesus and home, uh, and me being the very competitive little kid that I was, and being very enthusiastic, I would answer them. I'd raise my hand. I was that, that dorky little kid. Um, and a lot of churches have that kid, the kid that thinks that every question is specifically for them. And it was funny, I'm sure, but that's not why my parents would laugh. I think my parents would laugh because... My brother was not that kid. Um, He would be like getting red and try and cover my mouth to shut me up. And he would be mortified that I would talk or say something wrong or maybe that it would reflect on him somehow. He was very, very serious. Uh, So he would sort of hide his red face in his hands or shake his head disappointedly with a frown. Um, and appalled at what I was doing to him. And I, of course, would play it up for the whole world to see I was a star. (laughs) And uh, his embarrassment of trying to cover my mouth sort of reminded me of the text today. Today in the text, Jesus is at home hanging out with his family, and he is followed there by a large crowd. And his family must have heard some of the stories that Jesus had just done. And so far in Mark, there's been a lot that's happened. It's only the third chapter, but so far Jesus has done some pretty strange stuff. Uh, He has healed a bunch of people. He has provoked the voice of God from heaven. He has cast out all sorts of demons, spoken with the authority of God, and given his disciples the authority to do all of those same things. And all of this happens in quiet little Galilee. I imagine it must have really startled some folks. Jesus, the kid that they had seen growing up, Joseph and Mary's son, had gone out of his mind, the text says. And the religious authorities suggest sort of the religious equivalent by asserting that He had been possessed by a demon. And I imagine his parents and his brothers and sisters talking to their friends at the market, and they hear all of this commotion about all this weird stuff that Jesus had done. And as they get asked questions about them and not knowing what else to do and feeling embarrassed, they cover his mouth. His family tries to restrain him and control Jesus. 
And I don't know if they like clutch their pearls about it or anything, but what he was doing, the healings and the teachings, it made them all feel really uncomfortable. This is not how they behaved. This was not the order of things for the good people of Nazareth. Carpenter's sons did not cast out demons, cure diseases with the power of God, or draw crowds to hear the teachings from the Holy Scriptures. Carpenter's sons built houses. (laughs) And I think they got frightened, and who could blame them? They would turn their whole lives upside down. People would likely treat them all differently because of this. People would know this wild prophet from Nazareth was theirs. But I wonder if that discomfort wasn't part of Jesus' plan all along. One of the main themes of Jesus in Mark is that through this Jesus character, God is let loose on the whole world with a kind of freedom and urgency that God has never really been given in the Jewish tradition. In the beginning of Mark, God's spirit descends upon Jesus during his baptism, and God's voice is heard calling, everybody can hear it, calling Jesus the Son of God. So break a long silence from God. At the end of Mark, when Jesus is crucified, the curtain that separated the people from the holiest place in the temple where God was understood to sort of reside was torn completely in half almost as if God was let out of a cage into the world. And everything between those two events, everything in the middle during Mark, all of Jesus' ministry was marked by God being let out into our world in a new, wild, and likely uncomfortable way. In Mark, we humans would no longer be separate from God. We would not be able to control where God was anymore. God would not cater to us by keeping her fierce goodness behind the curtain in the temple or up in the sky. God would pervade every part of our lives. And too bad for us if it caused us inconvenience. The holy was coming near through this Jesus and was going to change everything. With all of this wildness and discomfort of God and Mark, of course Jesus is going to refuse being restrained by his family. That is not the way of Jesus. The good news for us is that in this story, Jesus even takes it one step further after they try to restrain him, after being accused of having evil demons in him, and suggesting that he is being controlled by these demons, Jesus says in his parable that they have it all flipped. It's not going to be Jesus who will be restrained and controlled by the devil, the strong man, and it is not Jesus who will be restrained by the ways of the world that his family would perhaps prefer for him to abide by. Rather, Jesus is going to be doing the restraining Jesus is the one in power. Jesus is going to silence the ways of the world that hurt people. 
and the lies from the devil that insist that the world stays the same, that want power structures to go unexamined and unchanged, that maintain our separateness from each other and from God. Jesus is going to wrestle the devil and win in order that Jesus can bring forth his kingdom. It is very good news. Alleluia. But that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. This gospel of freedom, it is also a gospel of discomfort. The way Jesus' family tries to shut up Jesus or restrain the way that he is in the world should not surprise us. After all, don't we all do this as well? I can't count the number of times where I have been going about my business, just happy to be me in the world, and pesky old Jesus shows up. And with all that love, all that wild abandon that cannot be restrained, suggests that maybe I re-examine what I'm doing. Despite my best efforts to wrangle in Jesus and get him to fit into my preferred ideals, he is too big for me. Thank God again. Despite my best efforts, Jesus shows up, suggesting that maybe it would be a good idea to be kinder to that someone who I simply don't want to be kind to because it's a hassle or because people around me will think it's strange if I'm nice, or because their political system is not like mine, or because they believe differently, or because they smell a little funny, or because they've treated me badly in the past, or because their enemies are not my enemies. In fact, their enemies are my friends, and they are my enemies. There's Pesky Jesus asking me to love that person. I hate that. It's annoying when Jesus shows up that way and I try to cover his mouth and keep him away from me, but it doesn't work. It's embarrassing. It's inconvenient and strange, and it can even hurt me to sacrifice that hate. But this is Jesus, the one who claims all people as his brother's sister, and mother, this Jesus who refuses to follow the ways of the world and will even bind up our sin, our strong man, that keeps us from the way of Jesus. Jesus doesn't care if it makes us uncomfortable. The true life of Jesus' kingdom always comes with letting our sin, the systems of the world, our strong men die. And that change is hard. It is unusual to act with the love of Jesus. The world does not work that way. It is difficult to stand against the powers of evil It could require us to sacrifice something. It can hurt to re-examine ourselves because we might find we were in the wrong. But as people who claim our baptisms, as people who believe that God is on the loose and that God has bound up our sin, 
and has commissioned us to bring the gospel of freedom and love to all people, it is the life that we are called to. Hallelujah. Amen. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. If you would like to support the ongoing ministry of our church, please visit our website at houseforall.org and click on Give.